Today's date is April 15, 2014. The time is approximately 9.31 a.m. This is the video deposition of Father Jerome Kern. Will counsel please identify themselves for the video record? For the uh, plaintiff uh, Doe, Jeff Anderson. For the plaintiff Doe, Mike Finnegan. For Father Kern, Paul Eng. It's okay, I'll be able to hear you. John Gunderson for the Archdiocese. Please raise your hand, please. Do swear the testimony you're about to give relative to the cause now under consideration shall be the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So I hope you got it. Yes. Father, would you please state your full name for the record? Jerome C. Kern. You are a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, Yes. Right? And you have been ordained a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis since 1966, correct? Yes. Did you review any materials in, in preparation for this deposition today? With my attorney, we went through things. Yeah. What, what materials did you look at? Well, the priest file. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> He's asking if you looked at documents. Yes. I, I believe it. I, I believe yes. the question is whether you reviewed actual documents. No, no. Did you look at any documents at all in your pertaining to your file, no. for example? No. Have you ever seen your file? No. Have you ever, um, Father, been interviewed by any law enforcement agency or police officer concerning? Your conduct as a priest towards uh, children? No. To your knowledge, has your conduct towards children as a priest ever been reported to any law enforcement agency? No. In your estimate, estimation, uh, since 1966, how many kids, while working as a priest, have you engaged in sexual conduct with where you touched the genitals of or engaged in some sexual contact with the kids? Well, that's such a general question. I don't know how to answer it. Well, let me, let me uh, put it more simply to you. Since 1966, as a priest, how many different times have you sexually abused a child under your control? I never saw anything myself in terms of sexual abuse. And uh, I've given hugs, you know, to young people. And uh, uh, you know, so like the AM uh, I'm just so, asking you the number now. Just, well, let's listen to my question. Okay. Since uh, 1966, while working as a priest, how many different kids have you touched the genitals of where you laid your hands upon their genitals? How many in number? Skin to skin? None. Uh, okay. How many... How many different kids, uh, while working as a priest, have you engaged in any sexual contact with 
Now, sexual contact is where... Just a moment. I don't understand. Sexual contact is where you take your hand or any part of your body and place it against uh, the genitals or the buttocks of any, uh, any minor. With clothes on, you're talking about... <laughs> Clothed or unclothed. Oh. Sexual contact. Okay. Uh, the just, a, just give me a number. How well, many? I, I, do, I don't know. Uh, there is... Small. More than 20? Oh, no. No, 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 no. More than 10? No. no. Less than 10? Yes. Without Less than 5? The AM thing? Well, I have to think. Uh, Just give me a number. Your best estimate, since you've been a priest, of the number of kids under your control that you engaged in some sexual contact with. Give me your best estimate of the number. Well, under five, certainly. And, uh, When was the last time you did that? It's, it's so vague, I can't, I don't even know. I need something specific to jiggle my mind. Um, Tell me, as best you can remember, the last time you engaged a child while you were a, a priest in some sexual contact. Last year, the year before? No, 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 no. What, when was the last time then? I don't know, 30 years? For, uh, that's so long ago. 35 years? So you stopped doing that at some point in time, Father? Oh, yes. What made you stop? Yeah. Well, the uh, the lawsuit, of course, with AM. Uh, and uh, I just gradually realized that you cannot give these hugs you know, to anybody, really. And uh, so I, I don't know a point in time if that's what you're asking, you know. But that was just a gradual thing I learned. Be so, you know. So it sounds like there's two things that made you stop. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. And the first is you say you realized you can't give these hugs. Is that one of the things? Yes, right. And that was a realization you came to on your own? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Right, right. And then it sounds like the second thing that you just told us that made you stop was the lawsuit with AM. AM is a youth that sued you? Right. Mr. Mr. Ang, would you hand um, 
Father Kern uh, the Doe list, and we've marked this, uh, Father, as Exhibit um, A. This is a confidential and by agreement uh, sealed list of a, name, a number of, of individuals whose names we will not use, but who we will identify only as John Doe's by number. You gave an initial for AM, and I'm going to have you write on this exhibit. Oh, okay. Um, look at, um, at John Doe 15. Is that uh, the AM you're referring to? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, and are you aware that that individual who you referred to as AM has uh, gone public? with uh, uh, the claims of sexual abuse of him by you? Are you aware that he's made that public? I don't know what you mean by public. Uh, it was, the lawsuit was public, I think, I mean. Yes, so you know what, it, you, you know that his name is Al Mishad? Yeah. Okay. He is a name who we will use here because he has chosen <clears throat> uh, to be public concerning um, what he has alleged you did to him and how it was handled. So we have no problem using his name. So just so we uh, are clear then, it's your testimony under oath today that there are no kids that you have abused sexually uh, as a priest since you sexually abused A.M. or Al-Mishad. Is that your testimony? The names on this list here? No. I'm talking about time. Is that a time thing? I, yeah. I get confused. I was trying to, was trying to ask you, Father, the no. last time you engaged uh, in any sexual contact or the touching of genitals of any of these kids while you were a priest. And I thought I heard you say the last one was Al-Mishad. Is that your testimony first? He was the last in time. I don't know the answer. That's why uh, I'm trying to think who else, you know, because I don't, I don't even remember that date um, of L. It's hard for me to. Okay, why don't you uh, on exhibit on exhibit on this exhibit F? Why don't you just write down the names of the of the kids that you did that you did sexually abuse or touch the genitals of while you were a priest? That you recall? Well, yeah. Just, just write it down. Can I use this? No. Oh, I can't use this? That you, that you remember, Father. For, the, for now, don't look at that list. That's the well, list that we prepared. Yeah. 
I want you to turn that list over and use your own memory at this point in time. Not look at that list. Don't look at Exhibit A. Turn that over. Okay, now tell me the name, write down the names of the people, the kids who you engaged in sexual contact that you can remember and identify by name. Let's see. need help to but the memory. Okay. If, if you have no ability to recall any of those names no, right now, we'll, we'll move to another line of question yeah. and, and then if your it memory comes, gets comes in. Yeah. if your memory gets refreshed, we'll we'll have we'll help you do that. Do you remember the first time uh, the name of the first individual that you ever first kid that you ever engaged in sexual abuse of as a priest? Do you remember that kid's name? Oh, uh, yes. Hutmaker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So Hutmaker well, would be now. Okay. Now, here's what we have to do. Don't use that name. Because he's been public, there's no harm in you using the name. But we're going to be using the list that you have, Exhibit A, to identify any other names. So do not give me any other names on this record, okay? Just don't say them out loud. You can write them on Exhibit Don't say them out loud. You can write it on that exhibit. So write that name on the exhibit. Hudmaker. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you remember the first names of any of these kids who you sexually abused? Yes or no? Well, I think it was James, something like that. James. But no, the question is, do you remember the first names? And you gave me the name of one of them. So do you remember any of the other first names without giving me their names? Without saying their names out loud. Just a yes or no question. Do you remember any first names? And then if you do, he's going to ask you to put them on the list oh. without saying their names out loud. You want me to? Write down, write down any first names. Do you know of any first names besides those two? Oh, besides those two. Uh, Uh, 
I need help. Okay. I'm sorry. I, okay. I just Let me ask you this, Father. Since 1966, and you became a priest, uh, from that point in time to the present, have you ever um, been concerned that you would be arrested by the police for what you did to these kids? No. Because I thought it was, a, at that time, I thought it was appropriate. You know, now I realize it's not. But when in time, Father, no. did you first realize that what you did to these kids as a priest was a crime that could send you to prison? When in time did you first realize that what you did to any of these kids was a crime that could send you to prison? I object to the form of the question and on foundation grounds, but answer if you can, Father. Well, I never did. Uh, I mean, I... I thought it was appropriate to wrestle, to hug, you know, someone. I grew up doing that, you know, and uh, and uh, see, I never thought of it as sexual. That's the difference, you know. Myself, I'm told, you know, I never thought of anything as sexual. And uh, I thought it was legitimate recreation, you know. And whether it was, you know, I mean, putting your arms around someone. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like in football, we did all the time, you know. And, uh, or, you know, pretend wrestling, you know. I never really wrestled with anybody in my life, you know, competitively. And, but just, we always call it horsing around when I was young. You know, horsing around, jostling, and, you know, spraying water. And, um, and I always thought it was okay. It's only when, you know, uh, there's an objection or, you know, the lawsuit, and I realize. You know, you cannot do that, do anything like that. When you know? did you realize or were told by anybody that it was wrong or that it was harmful and you cannot do that? Nobody. No. Has any official of the archdiocese from the archbishop that you first were ordained under Byrne to Archbishop Roach to uh, uh, Archbishop Flynn or to the current Archbishop Neinstadt or any of those officials working under them from Father O'Connell to Father McDonough ever told you that what you did to these kids as a priest was a crime? No. Have any of the officials of the archdiocese either those I identified for you or any others uh, since your ordination and since information first surfaced concerning a complaint about you in 1969 um, ever told you, ever ever told you that you should not do that or repeat that? No. 
and and so the realization that this was wrong uh, basically came to you uh, that made you stop it and not based on something else somebody else said to you, correct? Yeah, yeah. Nobody in authority, yeah. And, and as a priest, you've always been under the authority of the archbishop, correct? Yes. And uh, the one that ordained you and then all of his successors to the present? Yes. And you remain under the authority of the current archbishop then? Yes. And uh, you were actually... Um, removed or asked to resign from active ministry in 2002, correct? Yes. And the Archbishop, that was um, then Archbishop Lynn? Yes. And at all times the Archbishop has been your boss, effectively. Yes. Did anybody from the archdiocese or any of those officials ever suggest to you that you could go to jail for what you had done to these kids by touching their genitals and engaging in sexual contact with them? No. So you've never worried about going to jail, have you? No, I really haven't. Before uh, 2002, had you, Father, ever been restricted or limited in your ministry uh, or prevented from being around kids by the Archbishop or any of the Archbishops or any of the Archbishop's advisors? No. When was the first time you were ever restricted, if at all, from your ability to be around kids as a priest? Never. <clears throat> Look at the uh, John Doe list, Exhibit A, and now I'll run down the names of uh, those people and see if you recognize any of those names without stating them. Without uh, stating the name? Without stating the name, but look at the list and, and then identify uh, by number uh, if you abused any of those kids listed as does 1 through 19 and 26. And then if you did, state the doe number and then I will ask you. But don't state the oh. name. Did you see the list? You said a lot of questions there. Okay. Uh, Look at the list. On the left-hand yeah, side, yeah. you see doe numbers, right? Right. Look at the right-hand side. It lines up. Right, names. You see John Doe 1. Do you see that name? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Okay. And then you say, at the bottom, you see John Doe 26. Yes? Yes. 
And you see that name to its right? Don't say the name. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Okay. And um, that is the plaintiff in this case. So mm -hmm. don't say his name, but I'll be referring to him as John Doe 26. Understood? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, look at those names, Father. And without stating the names, look at and identify the numbers uh, that correspond to the names of the kids that you remember having abused. Can I ask something first? Or? Sure. Um, uh, I'm not always sure what, what abuse means. Yeah, that's well, that's okay. where I hesitate. Let to me just let me say abuse for purposes of this question is where you at any time took your hand while a priest and laid it upon uh, the genitals or the buttocks of any of these kids who were minors while you were a priest. With clothes on? Or, yes. Yeah, okay. With or without yeah. clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we call that sexual contact. Oh, I see. I don't know homeless terms. Um, okay. Okay, now look at the numbers and see what numbers correspond to the names you can identify as kids you did that to. And give me the numbers, if you can. Yeah, two. Can I say more than a number? I mean, uh, not for this question. Oh, okay. Just give me the numbers. Because uh, there's a misspelling this way. That's okay. We'll get that corrected. Uh, uh, 11, 15, 15, and that's it. Uh, I'm going to direct your attention uh, to <clears throat> to uh, uh, Doe 26. Do you recognize that name? No. He reports that uh, you took him to um, your bedroom at Our Lady of Grace. Uh, do you remember taking any kids to your bedroom at Our Lady of Grace? No. Where was your bedroom at Our Lady of Grace? At the rectory. Okay. <clears throat> How many priests lived at that rectory? Is that Two. Okay. Yourself and who else? Custodio, Father Custodio. And Father Custodio was uh, somewhat ill at that time, was he not? At the time he lived there with you? Well... Oh. For, for a bit, but mostly well, most of the time. Excuse me, I might have been uh, mistaken. I think it was Baglio that was somebody else. Do you remember Father Baglio? Oh, yes. 
Was he at Our Lady of Grace? Yes. Okay. Was he ill? Sometimes. Did you have your own bedroom at Our Lady of Grace? Yes. And where was that in relation to the bedroom uh, used by Father Custodio? No, at Lady Gra <coughs> Custodio was at uh, Minnetonka, okay. not Lady of Grace. So at Our Lady of Grace, was uh, it was Father Baglio that was there, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was Father Baglio that was somewhat ill during the time that you were there, correct? Yes, yes. And he wasn't able to minister very much and do the ministerial duties, so they fell upon your shoulders, correct? Yes. Do you uh, deny ever taking any kids um, uh, to your bedroom at Our Lady of Grace? Yes. John Doe 26 um, has claimed in this suit that um, at, at the age of 12 or 13, he went to you for counseling. Did you counsel kids at Our Lady of Grace? No. Never? No. Isn't it a part no, of your I, job to counsel those that seek your aid, comfort, guidance, and advice? Well, I'm not a counselor. I never, can, you know, of any kind, professional counselor, yeah. Even with adults, like people would ask for, you know, like marriage counseling. And I would never, I'm not a counselor type, and certainly not with young people. Well, let's use a different word. Isn't it correct that youth would often uh, uh, seek you out for help and guidance, spiritual and otherwise? Well, not. <laughs> Not much of anything, yeah. I was so busy at administering. Uh, I didn't do counseling as such. Uh, well, you provided aid and comfort to those in need when they sought you out, did you not? Well, yes. And, and when you say you're busy, busy administering, that means busy ministering, does it not? Yes. And one of the things you did as a minister, um, as a reverend, as a Catholic priest, was to hear confessions. Yes. Um, that was both of kids and adults, correct? Yes. And they were required to go to you for confession, were they not? Required is too strong a word. You know, nobody had to go to a sacrament. I mean, at least in my ministry, that was true. Uh, yeah, in this case, um, uh, Doe 26 has made the claim that in your bedroom uh, at the rectory of Lady of Grace, um, he was referred to you by his mother for some problems he was having. Do you remember helping some kids 
um, for problems they were having when you were at Our Lady of Grace and then seeking you out for help? No. Do you deny ever having done that to any kids, helped them when they sought you out? I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't. Uh, well, let me see um, if uh, you have any memory of, of this. Uh, Doe 26 is alleged that you took him uh, after he's referred to uh, you by his mother um, um, to your bedroom, and in it you uh, laid your hands upon his genitals and um, caused him to have his first orgasm. Do you have any memory of having done that to any kid? No. At any time? Yes. Do you deny that? Yes. Uh, he reports that you told him that if he said anything about that, that he wouldn't be believed because um, he was already in trouble for, for drinking. Do you remember telling that to uh, any kid or this kid? Nope. Do you remember um, a kid being sent to you by his mother because he was in trouble for drinking? No. Uh, this uh, DOE 26 reports um, there were the next two times um, uh, this was repeated when he went to you for problems that he was having, including uh, 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 drinking, and uh, that happened two more times. Do you deny that that happened? Yes. He reports that on two occasions when he had gone to Mass alone, you made him go into the basement of the church um, uh, school uh, into the cafeteria. Did you ever take any kids into the church school cafeteria? No. Ever? I can't recall it, you know. Do you recall um, uh, this kid or any other kid um, in or about 19... Uh, 77, while at Our Lady of Grace, um, um, expressing concerns that he was gay to you? No. Uh, Doe 26 reports that um, you told him that you were going to tell his parents that he was gay unless uh, you let him uh, touch uh, his genitals. Do you deny that? I deny it. He also reports that one of the times you made him perform fellatio on him. Not true. And um, and at least one other occasion um, masturbated and fondled him to orgasm. Do you deny that? Yes. He reports that uh, once when um, he was going to confession, 
um, it was an open confession. Did you do open confessions at Our Lady of Grace? Yeah, I forget when they kind of started. Uh, I may have, yeah. And where did you do the open confessions? Well, you just set up chairs in the church, you know, two chairs, and uh, it could be any place in the, inside the church. It would be in a private area, but in a room, face-to-face, -face, as opposed to in a traditional confessional right. booth, correct? Right. Any reports that at one time in an open confession, while on the kneeler, um, um, you engaged in sexual contact with him. Do you may deny I, that? May I lodge an objection? Um, by statute and also church canon law, a priest cannot reveal what has occurred in a confession. Um, he's not permitted to do it. If he does it, he's violated church law. So I lodge an objection and I instruct him not to answer, even though it's a, it may be a public confession. But in this one area of your questioning, Mr. Anderson, that's problematic. If you can rephrase it, perhaps, but as it stands, I instruct you not to answer because it's violating church law and also statutory law. Well, I'll rephrase that because I can deal with that objection. Did you engage this kid, a doe 26, uh, in sexual contact um, while in the sacrament of confession? No. Are you aware that it is a canonical crime to engage uh, or solicit any sex at the confessional? Yes. When did you learn that? Well, in the seminary, you know. He reports that at some point he uh, tried to get away from you and you followed him. Do you remember having ever done that to this kid or any other kid uh, uh, while at Our Lady of Grace? No. Did you touch the genitals of kids while you were in the seminary? No. Well, what made you start doing it as a priest? Well, when you say t touching genitals, that's what throws in on. I thought it appropriate to recreate with. We were encouraged, you know, to recreate in different sports with the young people. And I did that, whether it was playing basketball, throwing the football, you know, whatever. The, the different sports, you know, recreation, you know, that was encouraged, you know. And uh, that was the good priest, you know, to be seen with the young people and, uh, and in those days, there were so many priests, 
that you know you, you can kind of divide things up and uh, but uh, so I played sports you know I recreated and uh, and I was always a teaser I now like to tease you know and uh, I I never thought of it as sexual though you know so, when you were in seminary, you became a deacon at some point in time, correct? Yes. yes. And as a deacon, and while in seminary, you were encouraged to recreate with kids as, as, as a deacon, were you not? And develop relationships with them. Yes, and with adults, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But youth as well. Yes, yes. And you were encouraged to help in their formation and development, spiritually and otherwise, correct? Mm hmm Yes? Yes. Okay. He can't record a uh-huh, uh-uh, so you have to say yes or no, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, and so, during the period of time as a deacon, and while in seminary, did you engage in this kind of recreation with youth um, where you would have contact with their genitals? No. So what, in your view, made you start engaging in recreation with these youth where you would have contact with their genitals after you became a priest in 1966? What was it that made you start to do that, Father? Well, you have to remember, when I was a deacon, you know, I was in Italy, and... Uh, and there was, that was so heavily academic over there, and uh, we had no time. You're studying all the time in Rome, and uh, so you had no time to be with young people or, uh, you know. So do you have any insight into what made you have this kind of sexual contact uh, with youth that you've described as wrestling? What made you do that? No. I don't. Uh... You were under a vow of celibate chastity, in other words, to not have any sexual contact, correct? Yes. Is that a way you satisfied your sexual desires and impulses? Is to wrestle with these kids and put your hands on their genitals? Yeah, subliminally, you mean? Or I, I don't know. Did no. it turn you on, Father? No. Did you get no. erect? No. Did no. you have any sexual contact or sexual activity? Uh, beyond what you've described with any uh, buddy since your ordination to satisfy your sexual impulses? Are you talking about adolescence or? Anybody. Who, yeah. Since ordination, uh, yes. Yeah. How, how did you satisfy your sexual impulses? 
by far one thing, masturbation. And with any yeah. other individual? No, by myself. In 19, um, when you would masturbate, uh, did you fantasize about kids or adolescents who are boys? I would fantasize about ladies and men. Are you, do you consider yourself gay, heterosexual, or bisexual? Bisexual. And have you always had a sexual attraction to male adolescents, young males? No, not, I've always had. Can I answer that? I've always had an attraction to women. I mean, you know. Now this goes way back, right? To uh, can I answer? To uh, to the very beginning, you know, high school. I liked girls. Dated a bit, felt an attraction there, and yet I also uh, wondered about the whole gay thing, you know, attraction there, Jeff, and uh, uh, and uh, and yet what happened in my life? I'm t you know talking about me, right, and. Uh, I always had to put that to the side because of priesthood, you know. And uh, I always had to push it to the side because I knew I could not develop anything because of celibacy. And, um, you know, celibacy has dominated my life. If, I don't know if that's a good word, but, you know, governed my life. And, uh, but I've always felt attraction to ladies, to a, to, to a woman, whoever. I mean, to this day, I still and dream about Judy. <laughs> the gal I loved in high school, but could not do anything there. And, uh, uh, and yet I also have homosexual feelings and uh, and they became more as I think I became more aware of them as I got older whereas in high school you know way back 60 70 years ago well first of all the whole gay thing I didn't even hear the word I was a senior in high school now this may sound funny but it's true I was at Nazareth Hall, to give you a concrete example, but I was at Nazareth Hall. I was a senior in high school, and two of the seminarians were talking about this homosexual. I did not, I'm a senior in high school, right, Jeff? I did not know what that word meant. I'm 17, 18 years old. And um, so, uh, and I remember going back to the library and <laughs> opening up the dictionary. You know, what is that? You know, and uh, so what? I, but what I'm saying is, you know, uh, 
I do through bisexual feelings, uh, homosexual feelings. I have for some time. Uh, and yet the w women, a woman, if I could have done it, I've always thought would make me happy, you know. And, but I always said no, 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 because of the demand of celibacy, yeah. And I think uh, in an earlier deposition, you described that you were uh, taught and understood that your own sexuality and sex drive is probably so strong it's only second to your need to survive. Is that? Well, I would say eating would be in there. Okay. Um, <laughs> it goes with survival. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, the homosexual uh, or uh, urges or fantasies that you have had, have they been towards uh, post-pubescent boys? Towards men, yeah. What about youth? Uh, no. Not at all? No, not really. No. In uh, 1966, um, uh, was your first assignment to St. Mark's in St. Paul? Yes. And um, uh, look at the dough list, uh, dough number one. You see that name? Yes. And. Um, there are indications that a claim has been made that you sexually abused or engaged in sexual contact with a Doe a One when he was then 11 years old and you were a priest at St. Mark's. Did you do that to him? No. Did you wrestle with him? I don't recall wrestling with him. I know who it is. Did you wrestle with kids at St. Mark's? for recreation and other reasons as a priest? I would have to have a name. But well, look at that name. Do you deny yeah. having um, touched the genitals of Doe One? Yes. Do you deny having wrestled with Doe One? I don't recall if we played basketball over there. And, uh, and whether I ever put my arms around him I don't recall that. Look at Doe too. You used his his name, and um, he went by Jamie, and uh, he has been public, so we we can. You've already used his name, so I'm not gonna um, worry about that. It's Hutmaker. Did you did you touch his genitals? Yeah. Can I explain the whole? Well, or? it's a yes or no. Did you well, touch his genitals? No. Did you deny what? touching his genitals? Now let me think. I have to think. What? This is Hotmaker. Yeah. I do not recall touching his suit on the outside. I do recall having, I was holding him like this, you know chest, stomach, 
and I do recall squeezing them in my, you know, finger or finger, you know, was a little bit inside the suit, his suit, or whatever he was wearing. You know, I do recall that, and I mentioned that to them afterwards. And, uh, but I did not, you know, go over to the center and touch his genitals. Did you touch the outside of his, his genitals on the outside of the swimsuit? Yeah. And that's a good question. I don't recall that. What I recall is this thing. That's what I recall. And, uh, and I remember talking about that afterwards to Mr. and Mrs. Hutmaker. But I know for sure I did not come over you know, to the center. For sure I had my arms around him. For sure we wrestled a little bit. I remember that, um, but I don't recall on the outside. When you say wrestle, is that that Italian wrestling you, you had learned? Well, I don't know. You it's just to? some freaky, uh, whatever you, that's just a word. Did you, you know? Was it your belief that Italian wrestling include putting your hands on the, on, on the genitals of, of the kid you were wrestling with? Um, no, not really, no. What about his not at all. Did, did you make genitals or wrestle with friend? No. Yeah, I put my arms on. I felt so sorry for. But if you said no, okay. is that your answer? You made any attempt to touch sexually. Well, I, I touched his shoulders. Getting out of the swimming pool area, I felt sorry for because I, I spent the time with Jamie. Well, let's talk about the physical contact. Just did you wrestle with him? I don't recall that at all. All I re were you in the pool with him yes. uh, at Lake Nokomis. Yes. Okay. Did you lay your hand upon any part of his swimsuit? Not that I can recall. Right. Uh, do that. Lay your hands upon him and his genitals. Do you know why he would make such a claim if you hadn't? No, I don't. I basically ig ignored him, you know. Father, you're aware that um, parents and Jamie's parents, are you not? Yes. Yeah. And um, who brought that information to you? And how did you learn that a complaint had been made that you had sexually touched these kids? I had a wedding for Jamie's sister, I think it was, and she canceled. I was on a trip or someplace, and I came back, and she wanted another priest to do her wedding. So then I called the hutmakers up, and then they wanted me to come over, and that's when they, we talked about it. So what do you remember having happened then once uh, you learned a report had been made about you having touched the boys? I missed the first part. What happened? With what? After a report was made by the parents that you had touched the bo their boys. What happened to you? Oh, uh, nothing. 
Did anybody uh, scold you, reprimand you, discipline you, or warn you not to do that? No. Okay. And so you continued in ministry? Yes. You continued to minister at St. Mark's to the, the parents and the kids, correct? Yes. And uh, you continued to recreate with kids by wrestling with them as you had before, correct? Yes. And then... Um, Who met with you um, or brought to your attention the fact that this report had been made about your conduct? Who with the archdiocese? Who contacted me? Yes. Um, you had learned a complaint had been made yeah. about you and two kids, right? By the parents. Yeah, there was no report, like an official report, you know. Well, a complaint, uh, a verbally like, communicated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Kenny met with me to talk about the change of assignment to Our Lady Grace. And did he meet with you to tell you, he was acting under the authority of the Archbishop when he right. met with you, I trust? Yes. And did he tell you that the Archbishop had learned of the report and was considering reassigning you because of it? I forget the words. I mean, uh, he mentioned, just mentioned the Hutmaker thing. Because when Senior Gilligan and I were not uh, always getting along in terms of the general stuff in the parish, uh, so, so you know, they wanted me to move because of that. The differences between Monsignor Gilligan and myself, and that, so we talked about that for a bit. Were you, aware that, were you aware that Gilligan had also received the report? We never talked about it. Okay, uh, and. Um, did it become clear to you that you were they were considering assigning you out of St. Mark's because of uh, difficulties with Gilligan and because what had been reported uh, to the parents and the complaint made by them? Yes. Okay. And you were then assigned out of St. Mark's sometime after that by yes. the Archbishop, correct? Yes. And it was Kenny, um, under the authority of the Archbishop, that, that dis discussed that with you, correct? Yes. Did Kenny at that time ask you if you had touched the boys inappropriately? We never talked about it, yeah. So he didn't ask? Right. Uh, did he ask you if you had sexual thoughts about boys or fantasies about uh, youth at that time? No. Did he suggest to you that to touch boys, uh, as had been reported by these parents, would be against the law or crime? No. So you continued as a priest as you had before and were assigned by the then Archbishop uh, to um, Our Lady of Grace. Yes. And that assignment was effective in 1969, not long after these reports were made, right? I think I came to Our Lady of Grace in 1970, but or January 1970. Did the Archbishop or any of the other officials besides Kenny talk to you about this problem? No. Did you see it as a problem then? No. 
was anybody else told about why you were moved out of St. Mark's or the circumstances of you having been moved from St. Mark's to Our Lady of Grace? I missed that first part. Let me ask you this. What was the reason given for your assignment uh, out of St. Mark's to Our Lady of Grace, to the parishioners? To St. Mark's parishioners? Yes. I don't know what they were told. What time of year was that? that, that well, I thought it was. That was made? I thought I went to Our Lady Grace January of seventy. Uh, did Kenny, when you met with him, um, um, tell you to stop doing what uh, you had done that caused the complaint to have been yeah, made? No. And when you're sent sent to Our Lady of Grace. Um, You continued to recreate with youth there as you had at St. Mark's, correct? Yes. Including wrestling with them, correct? Yes. And um, look at um, Exhibit A, Doe 4. Do you see that name, Doe 4? Yes. Did you wrestle with that kid? at Our Lady of Grace? No. I don't know. You see, did you wrestle with that kid at any time? Well, I'm trying to... This is a parishioner? This is a parishioner? Well, actually, you can see the name. Yeah. That's so uh, it can be, it can oh. be either, or it can be a parishioner or non-parishioner. My question oh. is to, to you is, did you engage in this wrestling with Doe Four, the, the same way you had with Doe uh, Two and Three? Well, Two and Three were different. I know. Oh. Well, they're different people, but did you no. do the same kind of thing to, to, to Doe 4 that you did to 2 and 3? Or to Jamie? But 2 and 3 is different. We talked about that already. Then you're putting them together. Did you do the same thing to Doe 4 as you did to a Doe 2, that is Jamie? No. Did you engage in any sexual contact with Doe 4? No. Not at all? What, you have to answer audibly. No. Okay. Did you um, have any sexual impulses uh, or attraction to Doe 4? No. Look at Doe 5. Did you engage in any of this... Uh, uh, any kind of contact that with Doe 5 that you had with uh, Jamie at St. Mark? Not at all. Did you deny any sexual contact with him? That is the touching of his genitals, wrestling, or anything else outside his clothing at any time? I, whoop, I can't say the name, right? Correct. Yeah. You I can almost, say you did or yeah. you didn't. No. N nothing with 5. 
Look at the, number six. Did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling as you've described it with six? No. Look at the name uh, seven. Did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling as you have described it with seven? No. Do you recognize the name? I recognize the last name. It was a big family. Uh, so I'm not... Okay, look at Doe 8. Did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling as you've described it with Doe 8? No. Look at Doe 9. Did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling as you've described it with 9? No. Look at uh, Doe 10. Um, in 19, early 1970s, did you, did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling as you've described it with Doe 10? No. Look at uh, Doe 11. Did you engage... You did uh, tell us that you did engage in some kind of contact with Doe 11, correct? Yes. Okay. But the name is misspelled. Yes. And um, you can make a correction on the exhibit as to the correct spelling of the name. Whoops. Here? Yeah, don't state what it is, but write it on the typewritten exhibit, exhibit A. Just don't state the name. Is that what he wants? And so, referring to Doe 11 then, what did you do to him? Was he 11 years old at that time? Maybe about. Okay. What did you do? We were at the seminary, and I forget what sport we played, basketball, or I forget. But then we went into the weight room, did some, some machine stuff there, and then we just rested on the mat. There were some wrestling mats there. And then I put, put my arm around him, and he's like this, you know. And I touched the upper part of his buttocks for two seconds or whatever. And I never touched the genitals on the outside, much less the inside. Uh, so, but I do remember, you know, what I said. Yeah. Was that for your own sexual purpose? I did not consider it any sexual thing. Did it turn you on? No. Why did you do it? If it wasn't for a sexual purpose? Well, I just... I just don't see wrestling as sexual. I mean, uh, did you make a settlement with this kid? No. Do you, are you aware that a claim was made? No. Have you made any settlements with any of these kids? Here? Yes. No. Um, Write down the name of the um, kid uh, as 
on your list and write it down as we'll call it Doe 20. And we'll want to keep that name confidential, so I'll ask you not to state the name of the individual, but I'll want you to write it on the exhibit. What's the question? Yeah. Um, the name of the individual with whom you made a settlement. May I lodge an objection? Yes. The objection is that the <clears throat> we've disclosed in discovery that there was a settlement. The nature of the settlement was confidential. And uh, by the terms as I've read the settlement, is that it could not be disclosed. But this is under seal by a court order. The entire deposition is under seal. No. But this particular exhibit and the identities of these particular people are by stipulation in this deposition under a complete seal. Okay. Well, I'll lodge my objection, but for the so that we don't have to come back. Sure. Um, and I, re I preserve my objection for future litigation, should Understood. we have it. Um, and without waiving any confidentiality that he's promised on that uh, agreement, you may put the name of the individual down there, Father, so that we may progress on the discovery rather than come back. I forget that last name. If you know the name, write the name. If you know, don't know the last name, you can't write it. We'll have you write it later, and maybe counsel can help you at that time. We'll have you write it later. He's got, for the record, he's got the first name. Okay. Well, maybe after the break we can work on it. Okay. Um, I'm going to direct your attention back to um, the time frame of uh, the early 1970s while you're at Our Lady of Grace, and specifically 1973. Uh, Let's see. 1972, 1973. Uh, uh, I think I had asked you last about Doe 10 and then Doe 11. And I'm now at Doe 12. Look at Doe 12. Did you engage in Doe 12? Uh, in any sexual contact or wrestling as you've described it? No. Uh, look at Doe 13. In 1973-74, did you engage in any sexual contact with Doe 13 or wrestling as you've described it? No. Um, in 1976, it appears that you were assigned to Immaculate Heart of Mary in Minnetonka, and uh, you're a, a co-pastor there with uh, uh, Father Custo uh I think it's Custodio, correct? Yes. Um, why were you uh, reassigned from Our Lady of Grace to Immaculate Heart of Mary? Is it, was it because of something that had happened with one of these kids, like at St. Mark's? No. What time of year was the assignment? June. Okay, the assignments are usually made in June, aren't they? More of them, right. The assignment that had been made for, uh, uh, by you, the Archbishop from, of you from uh, St. Mark's to Our Lady of Grace, however, was made in December, not the ordinary time of assignments, correct? Correct. And that was because of the complaint that had been made and the 
concern around it? I think so. Okay. And so um, the assignment to Immaculate Heart of Mary in any case didn't have anything to do with a complaint as far as you know, correct? Right. Okay. And then uh, when you were there, did you continue to wrestle with the kids, recreate with the kids, and do pretty much the same things you had done with the kids that you had at your earlier parishes? In general, yes. And you believed it was innocent conduct, not criminal in nature when you did this, didn't you? Yes. And you now know it wasn't innocent conduct, don't you? It, I know it's now inappropriate, yes. Well, do you know that it does harm to kids over whom you have control, uh, over whom you have a position of trust, over whom you have a special position of power, and that when you engage them in the conduct you did, it confuses them and causes them harm? Do you know that, Father? I've come to realize that, yeah. When did you realize that? Well, there's no magic date, you know, just gradually, you know. Uh, while at Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, Um, and when you were assigned there, was anybody there, either your fellow pastors or the staff, told about the allegations that had been made against you earlier concerning the kids at St. Mark's? Not that I can recall. That had always been kept kind of secret and on the down low, hadn't it? Yes. And so, um, well, at um, Immaculate Heart, then, uh, look at um, Doe 14. Did you engage Doe 14 in some sexual contact or wrestling, as you've described it, while you were pastor or co-pastor? Uh, no. I touched his shoulders. I remember once, and that was it. Did you wrestle with him? No. In 1977, uh, uh, tell us what you did to um, um, Doe 15, which has now been publicly self-disclosed as Al-Mishad. Yeah, what happened? What you did to him. Yeah, right. Well, we're at the seminary and uh, at the swimming pool, and uh, a whole bunch of people, I don't know how many, 20, 25, a lot of people, and uh, uh, tired. Um, This is AM, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, I had my arms around him and my hold that I told you about before, my famous hold. <laughs> and uh, uh, kids were coming and going. 
this was a Boy Scout thing, you know, and uh, uh, they were trying to dunk me, spraying water in my face. I was spraying water in their face. And what's the number? And 15 was right there. I had my hands on his waist like this. And, uh, and I know I put my arms around him. And uh, like I say, all kinds of stuff was going on. It was a busy place, you know, it's a swimming pool it was. And uh, I would let go of him. You know, a kid would try to take me down. I mean, by taking down just, you know, what I call horsing around, you know. And uh, uh, so, I mean, I would let go of 15. I would let go of 15 because <laughs> somebody comes on top of me, right? And uh, and he never moved away. You know, kids would come and go, you know, but 15 never did. And, uh, but, uh, but I did have my arms around him like this on his sides. I did put my arms around him in front. And, uh, and as some, I touched him on the outside, never the inside of the suit, not the inside of the suit. And, uh, and at some point, you know, I thought, does he have an erection? And, uh, and that was it. Uh, I was surprised. And, uh, and this was a teenage boy, correct? Yes. And um, you had brought him to the seminary on that day to recreate with him? See, I don't recall. Or he was at the seminary. He was at the seminary. Okay. I recall I took him home. And uh, I don't recall taking him there, though. I don't, I don't know how that, what happened there. Okay. And um, anything else sexual happened? No. I look at uh, Dolest uh, Do number 16 in the name. Did you um, engage in sexual contact with him? Um, in 1977 or 78 when he was uh, 11 years old, either sexual contact or the kind of wrestling you've described? Uh, no. Look at uh, Doe 17. In 1977 or 78, did you engage in sexual contact with him or the kind of wrestling as you've described? No. Did you do anything with any of these does like you had with Doe 15, where they got erections? No. At this point in time in your sexual experience or wrestling experience with all the kids we've identified, had any of the other kids gotten erections uh, besides uh, Doe 15 AM? Yeah. All these names? So far, yeah. yeah. Not that I can recall. Did no. you get erections? No. Never? Nope. In 1979, um, 
did you engage in uh, wrestling with uh, or sec any sexual contact with Doe 18? No. Uh, in 1981 or 82, did you engage in sexual contact or uh, wrestling as uh, you described it with Doe 19? What were we going to say about 18? Wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get the names here. Remember what, uh, can I go back a little bit? If you need to. Well, I'm just trying to figure, uh, I always forget, I cannot say the name. Just um, use a number. Uh, yeah. Before I said about touching the shoulders, you know, of uh, when you mentioned four, when you mentioned 14, I was thinking of 18. Okay. 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 Because of the similarity of names. Yeah. Yes. Well, and they're yeah, two, two different people. Okay. But, but nothing happened with 14. But I did touch the shoulders and kitted around with 18. What year but I got that? a mix of, oh, I don't know. That's okay. I what, don't know. What assignment were you at when that happened? It's so long ago. Did you wrestle with him? No. No. Not. Okay, look at Doe. Um, Nineteen. Then, did you engage in any sexual contact or wrestling, as you've described it, with nineteen? No, I. I don't know this name. Um, at some point in time, uh, um, did you learn that? Uh, um, that. John Doe 26 had written a letter to Archbishop Roach? No. Have you ever heard that? No. Um, have you ever heard that uh, Archbishop Roach or anybody at the Chancellor received a letter from Doe 26 reporting sexual abuse of, uh, by you of him as a, as a youth? No. When is the uh, next time after having been removed from St. Mark's for the reasons you've described and sent to uh, Our Lady of Grace, uh, did any Archdiocesan officials discuss with you concerns about your relationships to or conduct with youth? I, I understand your question. I think I understand your question. Uh, I never... I never talked to anybody in authority 
that's what you're talking yes. about, Jeff. Um, about any of this, uh, the archbishops. Uh, I mean, uh, what about well, O'Connell or McDonough? Okay, yeah. Okay, I was thinking of bishops, and okay. um, yeah, because uh, I went for evaluations, uh, but we never. I guess that was really the the main thing. Uh, they sent me to get an evaluation, you know. But I didn't talk to them about. I talked to the evaluators, you know. Right. Yeah. So, are you aware of any other reports made to the Archbishop besides the 1969 report of the by the two moms? I don't understand the question. Um, are you aware of any reports going to the archdiocese besides the reports that you oh, the complaints of the mom and made in 1969? Yeah, no. Are you aware of any reports or complaints being lodged with staff members that worked with you or for you at any of the parish, parishes about your conduct towards the youth? No. Are you aware of rumors going around about you and your conduct towards youth and being a problem? No, it never got back to me. Um, yeah. um, do you have any knowledge that in 1987 the mothers that made the original complaint, Jamie's mother uh, being one of them, um, met with Arch Archdiocese officials about you? Do you have any knowledge of that? No. Um, you did say that um, uh, at some point in time you were sent by uh, the archdiocese and those, you know, uh, uh, some officials to uh, to uh, be evaluated. Is that right? Yes. What year was that, Father? Okay. Um. Uh, let me think now. Uh, the year. Uh, oh, I think I know. Uh, Eighty-seven. Okay. I think. And what uh, what were you told about why you were being sent? And by whom? Tell me. Tell us the circumstances. How did that come up? What happened? How did it come up? Well, I don't know what went on at the chancery. You know, I wasn't part of that, you know. Um, uh, so I don't know that history at all. Uh, what were you oh, I got, I got, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, who called me? Uh, was it Father O'Connell? Well, he would have been the one because he was the vicar general then. Yes. And um, it wasn't the bishop or the archbishop. It was Mike and... Oh, yeah, now I remember, yeah. And they just said, you know, they did some review. Mike said something like this. I Don't quote me. I don't know the exact words, you know. <clears throat> and uh, I have a bad throat. <clears> throat> it's okay. But, uh, yeah, I remember now. And uh, I got a call from Michael, and uh, 
he said, Jerry, we would like you to do an evaluation. And uh, so I did. I mean, uh, Okay, so let's just make sure we're talking about the same thing at the same time. You said the year is 1987. I think so. You, you're contacted by the then Vicar General, Michael O'Connell. Yes. And you know that he's acting under the authority of then Archbishop Roach, correct? Yes. Okay. And when he contacts you under the authority of Archbishop Roach, he tells you that he'd like to have an evaluation done of you, correct? Yes. He also imparts to you that some problem has arisen that would cause him to be concerned enough to have this evaluation done, correct? Did he tell you what it was? I forget that part. If uh, Did he give you any clue that there was well, concerns about you posing a danger of oh, harm to the kids? I did, yeah. Did he clue you in on that? Well, that's, that's not what he said. I, mean, I know, but what did he say then about well, the reason he wanted yeah. you to have an evaluation done? I forget what he said. I mean, uh, um, that they were going over records or something, or uh, I forget what he said. Um, All I remember is what happened. I mean, okay. Uh, Before he uh, said that to you in 1987 under the authority of the Archbishop, had you ever gotten any counseling or been required to get any counseling or therapy by the Archdiocese? No. Had you ever received any? No. Okay. And um, uh, you were sent someplace to have this evaluation done by uh, the Archbishop through Father O'Connell, correct? Yes. And that was to serve the paraclete? Yes. And you, you knew that that was a facility in New Mexico, correct? Yes. And you went down there for this assessment, did you not? Yes. And when you did, you also knew that the archdiocese officials, that is, uh, Father O'Connell and the archbishop, uh, would get reports from uh, uh, the assessment done by uh, the people at the service of Paraclete. Yes. And that they were f free to ask uh, the people at the service of Paraclete questions about the assessment and about your fitness and about your history and anything else they needed to know, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> In other words, if you had some kind of medical privilege, you knew that you were giving that up, correct? I, I object to the form of the question. The, the objection is that the medical privilege is given up in a limited sense to the archbishop well, you, and his staff. Let, let him answer the question and see what he says. You understood that they were free to get whatever information the service of Paraclete had, correct? Who was free? Uh, Father O'Connell and the Archdiocese. Were free to? Get access to whatever information was garnered about you at Servants of Paraclete. Yes. Okay. And so um, when you were down there, um, were you told by Father O'Connell or any official of the Archdiocese that it had to do with you being um, a risk of harm by reason of sexual conduct to youth while working as a priest? Did they give you any idea that that was the reason? They never said that, but I mean... Did you ask, why are you sending me down to this place? 
Well, yeah, I had a you know clue that you know it was because of that whole topic, you know. And the uh, topic is sexual conduct with you. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so. All right, Father, uh, I had directed your attention back to the time before you are sent by Father O'Connell, the Vicar General, under the authority of the Archbishop to the service of Paraclete facility. You knew that was a treatment facility that you were being sent to, didn't you? Yes. Okay. And um, before you actually went there at the direction of Father O'Connell, in the Archbishop, did Father O'Connell or any other official of the Archdiocese sit down with you and say to you, Father, tell us everything you have done uh, to any kid while being a priest at Our Lady of Grace, at St. Mark's, or any other parish? Did anybody ever ask you that question? Not that I can recall. <clears throat> Let's talk about uh, at a service of Paraclete. You were down there for how many days? Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, four. F the five. records look like they show about five days yeah, down there. That sounds about, about right. right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you were interviewed by a number of people down there, were you not? Yes. Were you asked about your sexual history by those people? Yeah, I lodged a, a standing objection as to privilege as to his treatment and evaluation. I appreciate Judge Vandernor's contrary ruling. I take issue with it, but I do lodge the objection. You may have a standing objection, Mr. Anderson. You may have continuing. You may answer under those circumstances. Yeah. Don't have to worry about that. This is what lawyers do. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say certain things at certain times, but... What you need to know is, I'll, I'll ask you the question again. Um, when you went down uh, to state the service of Paraclete, you were interviewed by a number of people at that time, some of whom were priests, some of whom were psychologists, right? Yes. And some of whom were priests and psychologists. Um, I'm not sure. Do you remember who it was that interviewed at St. Luke? Oh, I mean, at the service of Paraclete? No, okay. the names I don't know. Okay. And did they ask you about your sexual history and ask you to tell them about your sexual history at, at the service of Paraclete? Your sexual attraction and things like that? I can't remember. Okay. We talked about different things. Uh, I... And when you returned from ser the service of Paraclete, uh, did you understand that the archdiocese officials and Father O'Connell, the vicar general, would get information from them about about their findings? Yes. And do you know what their findings were? Were you told by Father O'Connell or anybody else? Good question. Uh, um, what happened? I never, I can't remember a meeting, uh, you mean going over the evaluation? Yeah, what they found, the if old, there was something uh, wrong or yeah, there were right. problems in your yeah. sexual history or acting yeah. out. Or I don't recall sitting down 
and talking about it. Um, when you returned from the servants of Paraclete, what happened to you in your status as a, in terms of assignment? Um, nothing. Okay. And so you were allowed to continue in ministry as you had before? Yes. Okay. And uh, at that time you were at um, Immaculate Mary, correct? Immaculate Heart, correct. Did anybody from this uh, archdiocese, as far as you know, go down and visit you or those that were seeing you down at Cerro Paraclete in, in New Mexico? Not that I can recall. Okay. Yeah. Who paid for that uh, assessment? The archdiocese. And have you seen any of the correspondence between the archdiocese and the service of Paraclete between, about sending you there or the reasons for it or the findings made? Yeah. Not that, not that I can recall. Yeah, like a report or something or a document. Sure. The, rec the re records reflect that it might have been in the summer of 87 that you went down there. Do you remember that was the summer? It was uh, hot time? Yeah, it was warm. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's a nice facility down there, though, isn't it? Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, in um, November of that year, about, about five months after you'd been sent to service at Paraclete, uh, did something come up? Um, that you're aware where Father Custodio reported um, that you had a habit of, of pulling uh, uh, young boys onto your lap and tickling them. Do you remember a problem like that? No. no. Do you remember Father uh, O'Connell getting involved again? Uh, in November of that year, five months after you come back from service at Paraclete, about your involvement with kids in at the parish? You know, meeting with them or meeting or yeah. something being brought to your attention or a problem either but either from Father O'Connell or Father Custodio? No. Do you remember um um, receiving information that um, a father uh, then uh, Carlson who was I think at that time was uh, Bob Carlson uh, uh, a chancellor or, or auxiliary bishop do you remember in 1987 remember Bob Carlson getting involved no okay do you ever receive any information that Father Carlson saw you um, at Lorien Park at a time of night where there's a high degree of, of men soliciting for sex and he brought that to the attention of the Archdiocese? I don't recall that. No. Do you remember seeing Bob Carlson in Lorien Park? No. At night? No. Um, do you remember um, being 
asked to see a, a, a local psychologist by the name of Gary Schoner in Minneapolis? Yes. What caused them to have you go back and see Dr. Schoner uh, in 1987 after having been sent to the service of Paraclete? The reason I was told <clears throat> was because they did not, they must have been understaffed in New Mexico when I was down there. And there were a couple of things they did not do. I, I remember the one big thing was like the Minnesota multiphasic, whatever that's called, you know. So there was, there was some tests that did, did not complete in New Mexico, and then Gary, Gary did, did them up in Minneapolis. Did you receive information before being sent to uh, um, Dr. Schoner that Father O'Connell had seen you with a young boy at the seminary in uh, November of 87 and that caused further concern for him given your history? No. Had anybody raised with you at that time um, concerns about you having a habit of pulling young boys onto your lap? No, no had one. You, had you been doing that? I don't recall what you know, you're saying that. Uh, no, nobody said anything to me. Um, are you aware that the, Arch uh, the Archdiocese was free to get information from Dr. Schoner about his... Um, uh, uh, findings and assessment of you? I assume that. Um, uh, you told Dr. Schoner that uh, all the things you had done before was basically roughhousing and, and you were innocent of any sexual uh, uh, abuse of kids, didn't you? I lodged the same objection with Dr. Schroner as I did with the paracletes. You may continue. Yeah, forget the quote. Did you, did you tell Dr. Schroner that you had not engaged in any sex with kids? Yes. Did you tell Father O'Connell that you'd never engaged in sex with kids? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I forget. Uh, when you were sent to the service of Paraclete, um, uh, were any of the parishioners told that you were being, uh, what were the parishioners told about why you departed and left? I don't think anything, but I'm not sure of that. I was gone, you know, something could have happened when I was gone. Other than the officials of the Archdiocese that sent you to Dr. Schoner, was anybody told that you were uh, being assessed again by Dr. Schoner? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, in 1988, um, there is some kind of apology letter from you to the parents that had complained back in 1969, Hutmaker and the other mom. Do you remember why you wrote that? 
yes, and I wrote it because Mike O'Connor asked me to. And did he tell you why um, that is being written in 1988 when the events had happened in 1969? He didn't say why. Did he you know. suggest to you that there were concerns that this could go public and we have to keep this among ourselves and try to keep these parents from making this public? Well, he didn't say that. Did he apply it? I'm trying to think of what, not really, I mean, uh, he, he basically said to me by telephone, I remember the telephone call that uh, I'm trying to think of something, there are two things. Um, Maybe I should forget the first thing because I don't know. <laughs> so I can't remember. That's why I can't. Uh, that's why I'm fuzzy. Um, I was going to say the first thing was I thought he said that, but I'm not sure now that uh, they did have a letter from me, but that they had lost it. That's what I'm thinking. They had lost it, and would you do another letter? You know, but for sure he said that. You know, I remember for sure it said would. You, all the HUD makers want is to get a letter of apology, and that's all they want, and everything is fine. I remember that clearly. And whether they had lost a letter before, see, I don't, that may not be true. I, I can't remember that. Uh, did, did he imply to you that if you do that, then it won't go to the police and the public won't know? No, nothing like that was said. Yeah. It, was it implied? No. Was this matter being handled entirely internally, that is, by the archbishop and those under his authority well, with you? I think so. And nobody else knew about it, right? I, from what I know, yeah. And so um, in 1990, um, um, did it come to your attention that there were concerns about you having earlier taken your pants off in front of a boy in a group setting sometime before? Anybody ever raise that with you? No. In 1992, uh, look at um, Doe number six in that name, okay? I want you to put that name in your head. See, that, see Doe number six? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, in 1992, Um, did Father McDonough uh, talk to you about um, your sexual history and uh, a problem concerning that kid? I talked to him. Okay. Uh, without uh, using uh, that kid's name, what did you tell Father uh, McDonough? Uh, Somebody, somebody called me up, said he was having marriage problems and wanted to just talk things over and made an appointment. And then at whatever day that was, <clears throat> uh, two guys show up, which, which surprised me, of course, right off the, you know. 
two different guys showed up, one of them being uh, six. And, uh, you know, I didn't know who they were. And uh, he asked me, did you abuse me? I said, no. And uh, I, I didn't know who they were. And so what came of that? What happened? Well, what happened is I, I called Kevin McDonough up and uh, told him these two guys had come to my office. And uh, I told him just what I just said to you, you know. And, uh, and you uh, denied... Um, uh, to Kevin McDonough that you had sexually abused uh, Doe 6, yes. as he had claimed. Yes. Do you know if uh, McDonough interviewed Doe 6? I don't know. Yeah. But you volunteered to McDonough that Doe had confronted you with having sexually abused him. Yes. When he was a, 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 a teen at, was it at Blessed, where was it at? Uh, Mary? Uh, Immaculate Heart. Immaculate Heart? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, that's Oops. okay. Um, um, do you know uh, if uh, Kevin McDonough asked you if you had um, actually abused this kid or what your relationship was to him? Well, I told him I had not, and I did not even know him. And that was it. And so did he press you? How, uh, how long was that conversation with McDonough? Not too long. I mean, uh, I don't know. Ten minutes, five, I don't know. Okay. Uh, and so you continued in ministry at that time? Yes. Okay. And then uh, the next year, um, did it come to your attention that uh, Al Mashad had contacted Father McDonough and reported to Father McDonough that you had abused him as a child. Did that come to your attention? Well, the, see, I forget no sequence here. This is um, this would be the year after uh, Doe Six had come forward and complained to you, yeah. and you had denied it. And now the next year, in 1993, um, did you become aware that Al Mashad had come forward to Kevin McDonough and reported that he had been sexually abused by you earlier and he's now an adult? D did you learn that from Father McDonough or any other official of the Archdiocese? I wasn't, let's see, what's the number, 15? I'm not, my mind is not working. Um, I forget your sequence. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, That's okay. Uh, so the sequence is first, um, a dose six uh, contacts you yeah, right. and says, You sexually abused yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You contacted that. Father McDonough and said, I got it this guy that contacted right. me and says that I sexually abused me. I met with McDonough and I heard you say that he met with you for 
a short period of time, you denied it, right? Abusing those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. And That's then not. the next year, do you recall you received information that Al Nishad had come forward and reported uh, that you had sexually abused him? Did you learn that? Well, I learned it, yeah, at the time of the lawsuit. Okay. You know. Before you got sued, did you know that he had come forward? Oh, I see your question now. Sorry. I just can't recall. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't. You do remember getting sued? You know, remember oh, that I represented him, right? I sure do. <laughs> okay. And... Um, And actually, you sat for a deposition in that case, didn't you? Yes. And um, you denied having sexually abused him, didn't you? And how I understood sexual abuse, yeah, at that time, yeah. And in 1993, before, um, at the time that you got sued, you certainly denied that you had sexually abused him and you claimed to have been innocent, correct? Well, yes. Uh, and um, do you recall that um, um, Archbishop Roach um, ever talking to him about, about this and your guilt or innocence? No. Um, who from the Archdiocese did you deal with then? Only McDonough? With 15? Yes. Yes. And um, any, any other officials of the Archdiocese besides Kevin McDonough? No. Okay. Did Father uh, McDonough tell you to keep it on the down low so the parishioners wouldn't hear or know about, of this complaint? He never said that to me. He didn't have to for you to keep it quiet, correct? Well, I wasn't about to advertise it, you know, but he never said that uh, to so, me. So at that point in time, the only ones that knew about what um, um, Doe 6 had reported and now what Al Mishad is reporting are uh, Father McDonough, the Archbishop, yourself, and um, presumably those that had treated you. They're the only ones that know about it, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. When, uh, when Al Mishad sued you, uh, we filed that complaint and made it public. You're aware of that, aren't you? Yes. And um, that was the first time the public had ever been informed that you had ever been accused of sexual abuse of a minor, correct? I'm but we sure. made it, yeah, when I made yeah, the public, yeah. correct? Okay, yeah. Is that, is that yeah, correct? It, okay. Probably, I Is it also correct that shortly after uh, that lawsuit was filed, um, the Archbishop appeared at, at, your, at your parish and address the parishioners. I have no recollection of that. 
Do you recall him, uh, Archbishop Roche, preparing a letter to the parishioners? No. Um, do you recall uh, ever seeing or hearing that he prepared a letter at the, to, uh, to the parishioners at Immaculate Heart of Mary informing them that a lawsuit had been filed, um, that abuse had been alleged, and that you denied it? Yeah, there's a letter I this, but uh, I know it became public. And I denied it okay. publicly. The right. fact that you denied it and you were claimed to have been innocent became public also, yes, didn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Are you aware that Kevin McDonough came to talk to the parishioners at Blessed, um, at Immaculate Heart? Yes. Okay. What did he tell them? I forget. I, I, really, I can't remember. Uh, he just told about the complaint. I mean, you know, se sexual abuse complaint. And, uh, he also told him that uh, that there was no evidence that you had committed that. Correct. I can't remember that. Yeah. He told him that you denied it, yeah. Yeah, you okay. had, right? Yeah. And he told him that you were innocent, didn't he? Yeah, yeah probably. I, I can't remember uh, what he said. Did he uh, ever tell them that you had been accused of similar conduct before by others, going back to 69? Not that I recall. He uh, told. He, uh, were you finished? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he also told him, didn't he, that actually this lawsuit uh, um, had been brought claiming sexual abuse, but the facts as reported by you and reported to him, the, the, the parishioners, what that this happened in a pool, and there were 70 others in the pool, and the and and the plaintiff. Uh, wasn't a parishioner, and the and the plaintiff had no prior relationship with you, and he kind of made the case to those people that you hadn't done this, didn't he? Well, perhaps I, I just don't remember the. Yeah. And you the you talk. continued in ministry yeah. after yes. that, didn't you? Yes. And so the parishioners pretty much came to your support, believing that you hadn't done anything wrong, correct? Yes, I think so. And do you recall that um, Archbishop Roach um, at some point in time communicated to the parishioners and proclaimed that this kid, now adult, Al Mashad, was actually lying when he claimed you claimed to have been sexually abused by you? I don't recall that. Okay. Sometime after... Uh, the prisoners came to your support after this was made public, and um, uh, McDonough addressed the, the parish. Uh, did it come to your attention that Al Mishad wrote a letter of his own to the prisoners? 
um, telling him his version? I know that AM distributed something in the parking lot. Yes. I remember because somebody told me about that. Right. That's, I never read it, but I heard about it. Are you aware that what he distributed was a, basically a letter that said, uh, Kern abused me, and I learned from Kevin McDonough in the Archdiocese that from his file he had done it to others, going back to 1969? See, I don't know about that part of it. Okay. You don't know about that? All I know is that he was circulating something, and uh, but I never read it. And <coughs> That lawsuit got settled, didn't it? Did it not? Yes. Yeah. After it did, you were allowed to live at St. Paul Seminary, weren't you, and take a sabbatical? Yes. And it was St. Paul Seminary where you had abused or engaged in that conduct with Al-Mashad or A.M. Yes. Right. And... Uh, after that, you were, you were given a sabbatical with pay and benefits? Yes. And continued up full faculties to minister if you so chose, correct? Well, I wasn't under, I think yes is the answer, but yeah. I wasn't working anywhere. Right. I mean, but you could, you were free to do supply work? Oh, yes. When you went to, you you allowed to go to South America, I presume, on personal vacation? Or why choose South America? The reason I was told it's a great place to go. <laughs> no, that's true. Who told you that? Greg Pisolano. No, not okay. Greg Pisolano. Greg Robillard, okay. uh, who is now deceased, but uh, he was with Cummings Engines. And, uh, but anyway, okay. but he always knew it. Anyway, that's a long story. So the archbishop and the archdiocese are still a priest under his control, and so you have to get permission to leave and do that, right? And you oh, got no. it. To travel? No. Yes. No, you can travel anywhere you want. While you're on sabbatical? Sure. When you're not assigned? What? When you're, when you're not assigned to a parish? Well, even if you're assigned to a parish, you don't get permission to go on a vacation. Priests do that on their own, you know. Were you still allowed to wear your collar at this time? Yes. Any restrictions um, imposed on you by the Archbishop or Father McDonough that you're t to not have any contact with youth? Now? Yes. Yes. No, at 1993. Oh, 93, no. Yeah, yeah. No. The first time restriction was imposed was, it was 2002, wasn't it? Yes. yes. And so... Um, I took your, or one of my colleagues took your deposition in 1994, didn't he? You remember sitting for something like this? Yes. Yes. At some point in time, um, in 1995, you were appointed a temporary ad as 
as temporary administrator at St. Dominic's in Northfield, were you not? Yes. And do you know why you were made a temporary administrator by the archdiocese as opposed to associate or pastor? Yes, I do know, uh, because after the lawsuit with uh, 15, I got a <clears throat> I got a letter from uh, Kevin McDonough saying that any future assignments would be pastor, administrator, parochial vicar, and maybe there's something else, but uh, but not a pastor is the what's the point, you know. And did he tell you that if you're an administrator, it's a lot easier to pull you out if there's a, a complaint or a problem as opposed well, to if you're a pastor, yeah, it's more it's, difficult? It's taken for granted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of understood. Understood, right. Yeah. Right. Um, in um, 1995, you're assigned to St. Peter's in Forest Lake, correct? Oh, by the way, did they tell anybody at the at uh, St. <coughs> Dominic's in Northfield why you're being called temporary administrator versus pastor? I don't know what they told the parish. You know, I wasn't part of that. You know. What about the staff? Any of the staff know why that was so? Well, I do know that uh, what happened at a trustee meeting, and that was, um, I assumed I was going in there temporarily, but I wasn't sure. But that was kind of the hint that the personnel director told me by telephone. I was at the seminary then, you know, and because uh, he said something like, well, don't pack too heavily, Jerry. You might not be there too long. Uh, but then, uh, but when I got down there, I got kind of the same hint from the deacon there, whoever he was, I don't, I forget, forget his name. And, uh, but then the trustees, uh, we had a trustee meeting, and, uh, and at the trustee meeting, one of the, a woman, whatever her name, but she, she says, what's this about a lawsuit? You know, and then I said, call Kevin McDonough. <laughs> so that's what I told her. And uh, I didn't want to get into it, you know, with her, you know, that, and, uh, and which we did not. So, so the trustee knew the deacon. Well, see, I, don't, I think there was a letter sent to the parish, but I never read it. So I, even, I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. And this is the lawsuit that uh, yeah. Kevin McDonough and Archbishop Roach had said you had been innocent of having committed well, a claim of sexual abuse, right? Well, whatever they said, uh, okay. you know, I, I wasn't. And as temporary administrator, even though you're called that, you still enjoyed all the, the privileges and responsibilities of a pastor. You just weren't called a pastor, right? Yes. Okay. And then uh, you were, uh, in 1995, and that means you were allowed to work with kids and do whatever you had done before with kids and all the other responsibilities with youth, right? Yes. And then uh, you're... In 1995, assigned to St. Peter's in Forest Lake. Uh, 
Um, and there's a grade school there, right? Yes. And <clears throat> you worked as a, as a, were you administrator there? No, parochial vicar. Parochial vicar. So that it gave them the same opportunity to remove you if they so chose, just not, as far as the people knew, you had all the privileges and rights of a pastor and responsibility. Well, they knew I wasn't pastor. What do they call, what do they call you? Father? Well, sure, sure. Okay. So you, you basically operated um, as the priest at the parish, unrestricted and able to do whatever the fathers do in a parish, right? Yes. Uh, in and out of the grade school, administer the sacraments, hear confessions, and do the like. Whatever. Got it. Um, in 1996, um, at 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 Saint uh, Peter's in Forest Lake, has anybody told about um, any of the things that we've talked about here about complaints of abuse, complaints concerning kids and the way you wrestled with them, or anything like that in the parish? The parish was told, you know, something, and uh, by whom? Kevin, Thurman. What do you know? They were told. Well, that's like in written form. For example, I don't know. I mean, well, uh, in any form. Well, let's see. I can't remember this. Kevin came out to St. Peter's Church, and uh, I forget what he all said, though. I mean, uh, but he said something, and uh, was it on Sunday? I forget. Uh, but the parish was informed. I forget all what was said, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask Kevin. Were they informed that you had admitted to having touched the genitals of Al Mashad under oath? Or any kid? Well, they didn't speak like that. I mean. Well, did they say that you had a history of sexual abuse or pose a danger of harm or give them any warning <coughs> that you could hurt a kid? No. And in fact, in your deposition, you had admitted to having touched the genitals of, of him uh, outside a swimsuit, had you not, under oath. That is Al Michelle. Yeah. Just that I thought of sexual abuse differently. You yeah, know, well, you didn't see the sexual abuse, but you admitted having touched his genitals, yeah. right? Well, just a brush, yeah. But in any case, uh, the people at uh, St. Peter's in Forest Lake didn't know that, right? And weren't told it? By you? Yeah, or anybody no. else as far as you know, correct? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. Um, in 1969, Father McDonough, um, um, excuse me, in 1996, after having been assigned to St. Peter's in Forest Lake in 95, did he engage you in, in, in 
and have you go to St. John Vianney in some way? Do you know St. John Vianney? Were you sent there? No. Were you... Um, it's also called the Andros Center. Did you have some involvement with them in 96? No. Okay. Do you recall having been sent to any place else in 1996? 96? Yes. Yes. I went Where? Philadelphia. Okay, what for? They just asked that I do an evaluation. Kevin did. And you didn't know the reason? And you weren't told? I assumed it was about this whole topic, you know. Yeah. Concerns about sexual conduct towards youth mm -hmm. while, be a, while a priest, right? Yes. And uh, before you were sent there, um, what were you told about, uh, were you asked by uh, Father McDonough, was it McDonough that sent you there? Yes. Under the authority of the Archbishop? Yes. Okay. And how long were you there? About a week, maybe. And did you understand that the information they compiled would be shared with the Archdiocese officials? Yes. And um, did you ever hear uh, or read what their findings were? Uh, well, I know they recommend it. Yeah, we, uh, I, I make the same objection as to privilege. You have a continuing. Thank you. It's a new facility just for consistency. Sure. Um, Go ahead now. Um, Um, Do you want me to repeat the question? No, I th no. The findings you're talking about. Yeah, the about. question is, yeah. the question yeah, is, is no. did, yeah, did no, I got it, I think. What were you told about the findings that they made? Yeah. Somebody came off from the archdiocese, not Kevin, a layman, chancellor or somebody, and then we got together. Uh, Dylan, or whatever his name was, um, and uh, got together with a representative from there and myself, and and they just said they thought it'd be good if I discussed some therapy, you know. Did you? No. And that was Fallon, wasn't it? F A L L O N, yeah. the yes. chancellor then. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he was a non-cleric. Yes. Yeah. And um, were the parishioners told? Uh, that you were going to Philadelphia for th this evaluation? I don't think so, but I don't know. You know. Sometimes things happen when you're not there. You know. Were the parishioners told that you were being pulled out of ministry temporarily because there were concerns about you being a risk to the children in the parish or a danger of any kind? I don't think so. Um, it, the records reflect that on February 28, 2002, when Boston had exploded and the bishops meet for the Charter for Protection of Children and there's all this um, going on in the public, 
Is it correct to say that at that time you were asked uh, to resign um, in public ministry? Yes. And was that, were you told that um, in effect because uh, there was concern that your past could become known and um, the archdiocese didn't really want that made public? Well, they didn't talk like that, the way you're insinuating. You like to say things a certain way. <laughs> uh, what, what, say the question, make it tell, shorter. Tell you don't me, have to do it as a Tell me what you were told then about why you were taken on a ministry. And, um, and, the reasons you were given for t taking you out of active ministry in 2002? Uh, because of the whole Boston thing that it was, you know, Scandal? spreading across the country, da da da. And uh, they just thought it'd be better if, you know, I no longer worked. And uh, I'll tell you, it would look better to have you not active in a parish, right? Given your history. Well, they didn't use those words, yeah. Is that what was implied? I don't know what was implied. <laughs> I can't. Well, you're the one that heard it. Yeah, you're the one that said right. it. And so they took you out for a reason and they gave it to you. Yeah. And so it was clearly an attempt by them, was it not, to make yeah. sure that what they had been known and documented about you and your yeah. history um, not be widely publicized and a scandal would not be made worse, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, um, after your resignation, by the way, at the time of your resignation, what were the people told about the reasons for the resignation? Anything? Uh, or just you resigning? Well, see, I left, you're talking about Fourth Lake. 2002. <laughs> I'm talking about 2002. Yeah, Fourth, well, I was at Fourth Lake, you're yeah. right. See, what happened is, right before that, I mean, right before that, so here's the resignation here. Right before that, I was told I had cancer, okay? And so, I mean, this happened right at the same time. And uh, so, I forget how many days, I mean, it's a short period of time here. And uh, so when I went to the University of Minnesota for surgery on my leg, uh, that night, the, that night at the hospital, I did not know where I was going to be sleeping because I was to leave the parish. And, uh, and so I never returned to the parish. And all my stuff was there, of course, at the parish, you know. And uh, uh, so, 
So in terms of what they said to the parish, I think it's part of your question. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it sounds it's like it's an abrupt departure. Abrupt. You're just diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and well, you're being told that they have to remove you to, for the reasons you already discussed. So it's kind of an abrupt departure. Right. What, what was the reason given for your abrupt See, and, departure to and the I parish? And I don't know. I don't know that. I wasn't there, you okay. know. After, after that resignation, have you done uh, help out work and supply work at various places? No. Not at all? Not at all. Have you worn collar? Nope. No. In 2004, uh, um, were you aware of whether or not any action was taken concerning you and uh, your status as a cleric with the Vatican and a letter having been sent to the congregation for the doctrine of the faith? No. Do you think about that? No. Has any effort ever been made to remove you from the clerical state by your superior and your boss, the Archbishop, currently presiding as Archbishop Neinstadt or his predecessors? No. At some point in time, were you told that you were placed on monitoring by the archdiocese and that you were to have a monitor? <laughs> well, the Palms program, whatever it's called, I'm, I'm not sure of the title, you know. But, uh, yeah, this happened... Uh, oh, see, I forget the year... Um, So, yeah, this guy comes out. It's a quarter quarterly thing. Even though a couple of times it's been seven months, seven months instead of, instead of four months, three months. You know, like when they change personnel and that, and Kevin could not find somebody and all that. Uh, but it basically, you want to know what it says? Well, let me ask you a or, question, then we'll... Um, so it's it, it, at some point in time you are informed by Kevin McDonough under the authority of the Archbishop that a decision had been made to put you into a, a program you call you called the Palms program something like that. Palms P O M S right? What is it? Palms P O M S. Maybe. Uh, does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Close. And uh, does that sound like that was about two thousand seven or two thousand eight in that time frame? Mm-hmm. Yes. About seven years ago? About. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what were you told at that time as to why you were put into that program and required to comply with or participate in it? What do you remember about what they told you? Well, they just said they're going to do it. I mean... Uh, going to do what? This per, per monitor thing, you know. Okay. And... Uh, uh, I mean, and we did it. I mean, and uh, did you have a monitor assigned you? Yes. By them? By them. And they selected the monitor? Yes. 
And then how, if you have been, have you been monitored? Tell us about what that has been and what has been done to monitor. Yeah, well, the whole thing, everything about it, or? Yes, yeah, since, <coughs> since you were put into this program. What yeah, he, he comes out every, he's supposed to come <coughs> quarterly. And four, four times a year. Four and times how, a year. How often has it actually been? Well, not always four times a year. It's been less. Yes. A uh, couple of times, I think maybe like seven months. And the most has been two times a year, hasn't it? No. Uh, I forget, Jeff. I, uh, pretty regular. I mean, uh, uh, but not perfect. Uh, not four times a year. Yeah, okay. and, uh, and not always four times a year. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. when you say it's the he, the, that's the monitor assigned you, and that person visits with you, correct? Right. And they visit with you uh, where you're living? Yes. And you're being paid, correct? Your regular monthly and uh, stipend and housing al allowance, correct? I'm retired. Yeah, but you're well, being paid your retirement. Well, pension. When did you actually make a retirement? Well, right at that time, 2002. 2002. Okay. Yeah, right. So you're being paid retirement. Are you paying any extra funds? No, but just, just pension and my Social Security. And housing? No. No housing? Okay. No, I wish. Okay. Um, Um, have you heard, um, reported publicly, that some priests who have been accused of sexual abuse are getting paid extra money monthly beyond their retirement? Like Father Capone? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Okay. But okay, but you, di you didn't receive any extra money? Not a penny. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tell me then, um, when the monitor would come to you, um, how long would be those meetings? About an hour. About an hour. And are you still in that program? Yes. And they'd ask you how you're doing, and they'd ask you if you're offending against any kids or doing any of the kinds of things that got you in trouble before, right? Right. And you'd say no, right? Right. Did you do anything else to interview uh, the people around you or verify what you're telling them is true or not? That is the monitors? Say that again. The, when the monitor comes out and talks to yeah. you and asks mm -hmm. you, have you been doing any of these things that got you in trouble before, and you say no, do they check with anybody else to make sure you're telling <laughs> to monitor the truth about what you're doing and not doing, such as those you live with, such as those you work with, such as those that know you, or anything like that? Well, I don't know who they talk to, you okay. know. I really don't. As far as you know, they as don't talk to anybody else. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to take a moment here. Press for a second.
I'm going to go back for a moment, Father, to the uh, facility that you're sent to in Philadelphia by the Archdiocese. Uh, I don't think you identified the facility. I have, the, I think I have the name for it, but do you remember the name of it? Was it St. John Vianney? Was that the name? I, okay. I but forget. In any case, you went to the facility, and you were sent <clears throat> to the facility in, in Philadelphia, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And you also knew that when you were sent there by the archdiocese, that the archdiocese would also have access to whatever information you gave them, whatever records were prepared, or whatever tests were done, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm now going to show you, under the sealed record, a, under the sealed record, pictures of uh, uh, John Doe 26. And you have uh, Exhibit D and Exhibit C before you. And if we have stipulation uh, that this can be a part of the sealed record uh, along with the Doe exhibit. So stipulated. Do we, counsel? Yes. Thank you. Uh, that means that this just keeps, it stays under an envelope. Um, and we call it sealed, okay? To protect uh, his privacy. Do you, do you agree with that and understand that, Father? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, showing you pictures of, uh, of him uh, as a youth, exhibit C and D. Uh, you didn't recognize the name before, but do you recognize him now as have been, have been one of the kids under your charge at uh, Our Lady of Grace? No. Okay. Not familiar to you at all? No. Okay. Um, when you, at one point when I was asking you about engaging in sexual contact and making contact with the genitals of, of youth, you described wrestling. And at one point in time, I've seen you describe that kind of wrestling, wrestling as Italian wrestling. Is that what you used to call it, Italian wrestling? No, not really. <coughs> Where did no. that come from? Well, that's, I'm wondering the same question, you know, really. And I think it's because I came back from Italy, I mean, I think that, that was the connection somewhat. But you didn't call and, uh, it to the kids, this is, this is Italian no. and that wasn't your descriptor? No, no. Okay, no. okay. Um, did you tell the archdiocese that? When they confronted you with these issues, that it, I was, it was innocent, I was just doing Italian wrestling? I forget if I use that word. Uh, what? Um, I'm going to direct your attention back to Doe 5. Look back at the Doe, at the Doe list and you'll see the name on Doe 5. Don't use the name, please. But you'll see that name there? Yes. Do you remember him? 
<clears throat> I know who he is. And uh, you remember wrestling with him? No, not at all. Not at all. I know totally, uh, not totally. And uh, and he's a man who had. We grew up. We're related. My mother is a. And so, in any case, I guess the first question is is. Do you deny ever having engaged him in any kind of wrestling or inappropriate sexual contact at y any time? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you Exhibit 5, and this has been presented as a statement uh, by him written before he took his own life. He states the past will always haunt you. Its power makes you weak and frail. Thoughts of it will never escape you, for it covers your emotions with a veil. All you need is a moment's respite, but the chance will never arise, for the past is a powerful enemy, despite the fact it dwells inside. Take the chance to expel it, drive it away from your thoughts, get it out in the open, for your future is in its grasp. Um, have you seen this before? No. <coughs> Does it make you feel anything about uh, or believe that you may have played some role in him having taken his own life? No. I think that's all I have, Father. Yeah. Uh, Father, you have a right to read the deposition before you sign it. I recommend that we do that in light of the fact that it's so long and involves such a history. So, uh, will you take my recommendation and read the deposition and sign it after you've made any corrections, if there are any? Yes. Uh, there was one guy we forgot to ask you about, and it's been written in there as John Doe 20, and it, while you would have been at St. Mark's, the question is, is do you recognize that name, uh, John Doe 20, as having been one of the kids in the parish at St. Mark's? No. Okay. Do you uh, have any memory or belief that you engaged in wrestling with him, genital contact, or sexual abuse of him? No. Do you deny that you did? Yes. Okay, that's all. Thanks. Again, you'll read oh. and sign. Yes, Father? Yes. Okay. Uh,